Simon. Sam. Hello. Hello, Sam. How are you? I'm freaking great, thank you. How are you? I'm freaking uh, uh, great. Yes, great. I'm great too. <laughs> wait, wait. Orient me. What time is it there? Four? Uh, 4 p.m. Oh, man. So you've had a whole day. I'm in the future, Sam. You are in the future. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I'm time traveling right now talking to you. Do you want to know how it turns out? Yeah, how does it the go? Future. Um, well, it gets a bit weird about midday. Um, okay. And then there's a heart-to-heart discussion around 2 o'clock. Uh, okay, I'll confess that. Yeah. And then some stuff happens around 3, uh, and then you draw some doodles. And then uh, at 4 o'clock, you speak to your friend, Sam. Yay! Oh, my goodness. I'm going to get to speak to myself at 4. That's that's something to look forward to. Mm, I was I was worried <laughs> we wouldn't be able to chat because um, there was some concern um, that by the time you got to the USA, which is where you are now, that they wouldn't have the internet anymore. Yeah, um, but no, no, they've preserved it. They, 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 they're going to unneutralize it soon, I think. But it's, it's still here. It's, it's, it's a thing. You can stream all the Netflix your little Sammy heart desires. Thank the gods. Oh yeah. yes, they still use they still use uh, the internet for television in the USA, don't they? Yeah, they do. Sam, what, what do you mean still? Yeah, <laughs> Simon. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> it's been so long. I know, it's crazy. Uh, I want to talk about connections with people, with other humans and networks and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Because I met Christo last night. What a fucking legend. Um, so Christo, your boss, Christo. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so weird to kind of meet people on the other side of the world that you have connections to mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. Um, and I'm more and more convinced that this is the only way that you get things done. But I'm not naturally a networker, right? Like the whole concept of networking kind of makes me want to throw up in my, in my, in my mouth. Um, mm-hmm. But it's interesting like how just by actually knowing people and actually having friends, you can mm-hmm. get more done. Networking's not that bad. You need, uh, you need a coaxial cable and, <laughs> and you need, you need nodes. You need nodes. <laughs> and... Um, but, but uh, so, Christo, yes, who I do some work with at 22. Context is important, Sam. You must remember um, that sometimes these conversations make their way onto the internet. People yes. find them. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how this happens. But, um, but so, context. Uh, yes. Christo, yes, you met Christo on the other side of the world. Fancy that. You're in San Francisco. I'm in the Frisco. Oh, no one here calls it the Frisco, so I need to stop doing that. Well, that's, uh, no. the, that's a name for really cheap coffee where I'm from. <laughs> I've gone native. I bought a bike. Uh, and, and you know what's really funny? I mm-hmm. don't know how to ride a bike. Is it a fixie? <laughs> no. Um, I, haven't, I haven't graduated to full hipster. So mm. what it is is Have that you grown as a beard you yet? I was about to say is the beard measures your level of cool. And only once you have a beard past your nipples, do they allow you to buy a fixie? Uh, okay. So yeah, I'm going to be working on mine for a while. I was wondering um, what the rules were. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask if they'll accept like ear hairs or something. Cause I've never been very good at growing beards. Mm. Some stupid chromosomal reason. Yeah. Well, at least we're finally talking about something useful. Yes. Well, we're talking. <laughs> Connections. You know what blows my mind, Sam? What? LinkedIn blows my mind. Um, the fact that it's allowed to exist when it's so clearly broken. But also um, that I don't know what it's for. But when I um, find people on LinkedIn uh, because I click oh. a link, um, 
there's always a second degree connection. There's always um, this mind blowing realization that I know somebody who knows them. Because yeah. really, I think the internet is just that actually that small. Well, there was a study that was done a few years ago about how the six degrees of separation or whatever it is. The Kevin um, Bacon has, thing. Yeah, yeah. How actually it's declining. Like, because uh-huh. what, one of the things that social networking does, I mean, so it doesn't really change much about the people that we actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does do is it, it solidifies those chance connections, like those connections that, you know, someone that you meet once that you would otherwise never even think of again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, kind of closes, lowers your Kevin Bacon number. I don't know what any of this means. What are we, what are we talking about? I don't know. Humans. <laughs> Sam, how are you? I haven't spoken to you for so long. I know, I know. Do you know, it's been an incredible time. Um, I, I have some Obama on my hand still. You um, met the which... president of the world, of the galaxy. I did, and I shook his hand. It was very special. How was his um, hand? A bit the... moist, clammy? No, no, it was a Soft perfect, perfect, perfect politician handshake. Mm. Uh, and I got it, but I got it. I was more excited to get a big full on hug from Michelle. She's a hugger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was cool. And what did uh, they say? Did, did they thank you for, um, for being uh, there? Did well, they... They, you know, they were inspiring. They, they did the politician <laughs> thing. I bet they were. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's been it's been really amazing, and mm-hmm. honestly, the most amazing part of being here is hanging out. And this is also why I've been thinking about this: mm-hmm. is hanging out with five hundred of the most amazing fucking people from across the continent, including the um, president of the galaxy. Place. Yeah, well, you know, he was he was cool, but like honestly, I was I've been so it's been so much more impactful and real and actually sort of changing to to just hang out with guys from like the Gambia mm-hmm. and Cameroon mm-hmm. who otherwise I would never have interacted with or, mm-hmm. or it would have been a long time before I interacted with them and they're freaking cool and amazing and doing such amazing work mm-hmm. um and what's been really interesting is to see how many how many new like business partnerships have spun out of just a week of hanging out together, you know, like people who are now running off to start a cross Ugandan Ghanaian, you know, importing business. Mm. Um, and that's, that's really cool, you know? Um, mm. and it just comes from hanging out with really interesting people from all around the world. Mm. So it's an experience I wish I could reproduce like mm-hmm. once a year. Now, some people yeah. who found this conversation on the internet might think that we are um, joking about the fact that you met, uh, president Obama, but we're not. So maybe nope. context, Sam is everything. Context. So it's part Why of the this, actual uh, fuck. Did you meet the president of the United uh, States of America? <laughs> because the, Amer- because the president of the galaxy mm-hmm. believes that uh, the way to create stability and growth and all of those amazing things across the continent is not going to happen with our current generation of douchebaggy leaders, um, but is going to happen with the group did that are that? behind them. He kind of did. Not He didn't use the word douchebaggy, but that's pretty much what he said. Sam, uh, my country is at a crossroads. And unless <laughs> we do something about the douchebags running the economy. Yeah, totally. Did he say it like that? I yeah, said it yeah, just like that. That was in exactly those words. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this, so they've they've taken 500 people from across Africa. From so every country has at least one representative, and it's sub-Saharan Africa. So even like Eritrea, Eritrea had like two guys. Of course. Um, <laughs> and um, so we all spent six weeks uh, studying things at various universities, and then went whoop, 
there goes my microphone. That's how excited I am. And then we all spent a week together in D.C. at this big summit. And part of what... That's uh, Washington, D.C., not the brand of shoes. (laughs) We spent a week in a shoe. Um, And then, um, so this week, there's the African Leaders Summit. So uh, our president is... Excuse me. Around. No, honey, he's dead. I I don't know if you got the memo. What? I know it's sad. Just take a moment. What, what are we? Uh, okay. What, weren't you doing Madiba? That was Madiba. No, no, it wasn't. I'm going to have to edit totally that out now. That was totally Madiba. It anyway. was not. Anyway. Uh, so they all do this week. So part of why we were there is we were putting together proposals and points of discussion that are going to be discussed this week um, amongst all the African leaders. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but honestly, the most special part of it, like I say, was was just meeting amazing people from all around the world and going drinking with them and now knowing them fairly damn well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The amazing thing about great. meeting people is that you never know where it's going. So yeah. I, I, I recently told you, but I haven't mentioned it on these recordings of conversations that we put on the internet, but um, I've been reading a book called Essentialism. Um, mm. It's complete bullshit, but um, it's, uh, you know, the, the idea is that you should be resolute in life and that if it isn't a clear yes, it's a clear no, uh, and that you should just turn things down left, right, and center and focus, God damn it. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing to me is, I'll often get asked to go and grab a cup of coffee or, with somebody or uh, meet with somebody who I don't know, who I don't uh, obviously have anything in common with and who I probably wouldn't want to do business with on paper. And mm. those are some of the best meetings of my life. I meet these people and I go, wow, like where have you been mm. my whole life? And look at all these amazing <laughs> things we may do together. And the yeah. other things that are more apparent and more obvious that I should be spending my time on and the people I should quite clearly be working with um, – mm so rarely yield that kind of um, beginner's mind in me. Um, yeah. And and I, so I, I don't know what that means. I don't, what, the, what are we no, talking I, about? I, I don't know. <laughs> we're, talking, we're being open to the conversation. No, but I think that's so mm-hmm. true because, you know, the reality is if you meet people that are kind of exactly like you doing kind of exactly what you're doing, what exactly are you going to teach each other? Exactly uh, nothing. Exactly nothing. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Sorry. Uh, I do. Exactly. I do, Sam. It's because you're yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's because your face is awesome. It's because you're awesome uh, uh, at talking to people on the internet about stuff. Clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so I think that's it. Right? And, and the, the more that you can do to kind of widen the sphere of the world that you interact with, mm-hmm. you know, the more interesting and you know, useful you're going to be. So actually, it's interesting you say that thing about this essentialism thing because a whole bunch of our um, our academic program at, at Yale, when I was at Yale, um, was about uh, sort of leadership development and kind of stuff that they talk about is building your personal brand, you know, all of that stuff. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, I know, I know, cringe. You need to this- think about your personal brand. Yeah, and here's how to set up a person profile actually though this session was quite cool except that you know like everyone in the space the thing that they keep telling you is just keep your narrative like incredibly simple you know like perfect the elevator pitch be very clear about who you are and don't ever let it be confusing you know and 
I mean, that's cool. And I'm sure that that probably no, does not. make you more successful in some ways no, and a certain doesn't. definition of success. But it also makes you a boring motherfucker. Well, if you want to be successful at being a boring motherfucking douchebag, then <laughs> yes, by all means, that'll help a lot. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are going to hear this and absolutely just hate on us. Yeah, this is the opposite is of the message that the world is being given right now, Sam. But God damn it, I believe fiercely that I don't know what the hell we're talking about right now. <laughs> I think uh, it has something to do with going with the flow. Going with the flowing. Yeah. Well, like you have any other option. Uh, I was reading another book. Uh, I need to go and find the author's name so I sound smarter than I am. Uh, mm. Hold on. The book's called Fuck It, The Ultimate Spiritual Way. And it's just, um, it's the Is same. It's really called The Ultimate Spiritual Way. No, it's called Fuck It, The Ultimate Spiritual oh, Way. Oh, oh. All right. I was about to say that sounds mm-hmm. like the worst book. Uh, it was written by John Parkin, I believe. Uh, ah. I, I, I think it was John Parkin. Um, and it's the same pseudoscientific bullshit that we've been served up a hundred times in self-help uh. books over the generations, uh, just dressed up in more modern language. But uh, he does make some good points. And he tells a story about when he was four years old. And uh, he used to love going to the amusement park. He may have been six or eight, but I'm going to go with four. And um, and he used to go on that, you know, those rides where the kids sit in the pseudo car and it's got a fake steering wheel that they can pretend to turn. Um, and, and he says he always believed that he was actually steering that car. Um, he would grab the steering wheel and then he would go uh, around the course and he would turn the little steering wheel until one day he was on his favorite ride and he decided he would try and turn the steering wheel in the opposite direction to see what happened if he made the car go into the bushes. And ah. lo and behold, the car didn't react to him turning the steering wheel in the opposite direction. And he oh realized with amazement that the steering wheel was completely superfluous and that this thing was on rails. And I think, <laughs> I think the difference between douchebags and the rest of us is that uh, the rest of us have kind of realized that this thing's on rails uh, and that mm. we think we have a hell of a lot of control, um, which the self-help books will tell us that we do too, over a mm. situation that's entirely chaotic. Um, and the only thing we really know at any given time about this crazy existence of ours is how we feel about it. And if we listen mm. to how we feel about it, maybe we'll make the right decisions. But if we go with this kind of, I'm going to grab the bull by the horns and fucking make it go in a direction it's incapable of going, um, mm. then nobody would ever have made the iPhone. I, I don't know. <laughs> Sam, what are we okay. talking about? So you have no choice. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We need I to think do you this can do frequency. stuff and I think you can change the world. I don't think you can do it by asserting yourself. I think that you have to acknowledge that a lot of it, perhaps not everything, um, but to a degree, you are on a roller coaster that will follow the rails and you can choose how you react to things. Um, mm. And you can, you know, choose not to jump off the roller coaster while it's upside down in the loop because that's stupid. Um, mm. But you have, you have far less control over uh, the way things are going than you think you do. Yeah, and that's no, why that's you need to open yourself to opportunity. You have to go to the USA, goddammit, and you have to hang out with Ghanaians uh, and meet the president of the galaxy because who knows where this all leads. Um, yeah. But maybe if uh, it feels good while you're, while you're doing it, then that's what matters and not so much where you're going. Well, I think one of the conclusions from all of this as well is that that sense of existential panic that, frankly, I've had for the last year about, oh, my God, I'm not doing enough with my life. Um, is also bullshit because, um, 
if you, the, the, that's the plus side of recognizing that you're not actually in control or you're not as in control as you think you are is there is no sense in panicking about what you should or shouldn't be doing and having that choice inertia and all of that stuff. You know, actually the, the most responsible thing you can do is be really responsive to things happening around you and be very conscious of them because normally mm. we're not right. Normally we're, well, at least for me, like I'm, I'm stuck in my, in my tiny little monkey brain going, Oh my God, God, panic, panic, everything is so scary. Um, and over overthinking things. Yes, or, um, or worrying about the things that have happened that we can't change and the things that may happen that we have no control yeah, over. Exactly. So um, actually, one should just be conscious and responsive. Here mm-hmm. we go. That's a, that's a good motto for life. So we've arrived at the same point as all of the, <laughs> the, books, <laughs> the books I've been deriding. Uh, um, that's but, you know, uh, that's all good and well. But uh, when you get sick, go to a real doctor. That's all I have yeah. to say. <laughs> and no, realize that all life is chaos. Uh, so just embrace yeah. it. Totally. Embrace Be one chaos. with the chaos. <sighs> I wanted to show it. <laughs> Sam, it's so good to speak to you again. I know. We really need to try and do I know we always say this, but mm-hmm. I, we really need to try to do this more frequently. And record We're it getting- and put it on the internet. We're getting rusty, yo. We need to we need to get back into our flow. Oh hell yeah, we're getting rusty. And um <laughs> and one doesn't want to become rusty at recording things and putting them on the internet. No, it should Heaven be a pretty forbid. easy thing to do because it's having a conversation with someone that I love having conversations with. So Aww. it shouldn't be hard. Sam. You want to tell me um, about things that are awesome, things that you love, Brew. things that you found Brew. recently that have changed your life that aren't other people? Brew, I have a good one. Mm-hmm. So it comes from other people that I've been meeting. So I've been like finally, finally expanding my knowledge of music from the rest of the continent, particularly West Africa. Um, and I found this incredible website called awesometapes.com. Uh, and its long name is Awesome Tapes from Africa. And it's just this wonderful music archive of quirky and fabulous stuff from all over. Um, so, oh, and my, so my new discovery from the site is uh, someone called John Wizards. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. You know everything about music. So no. You should know this guy. Anyway, he's amazing. So he lived in Senegal for a long time, and now he lives in South Africa. And he does this, like, trippy Afro-funk stuff, but it's just freaking cool. Uh, so Awesome Tapes from Africa has been a great discovery site for me. Um, and it's the archive isn't that big, um, so it's not that overwhelming, and it's, it's quite well curated. So it's a great sort of launching pad if one is discovering this music for, you know, mm-hmm. at an early stage. So I, Awesome um, tapes, from, tapes from Africa. Looks That's great. The, it's the shit. I'm checking it out right now. This site's fully responsive. Um, oh, yeah. We'll put a link uh, in our show notes, um, which you can find uh, at <laughs> http colon forward slash forward slash seed, like that thing you stick in the ground to get a fern, uh, dot com forward slash tbtd uh, forward slash, oh dear, <laughs> I think 32. I'm not sure. What episode of our… Yeah, it's somewhere there and thereabouts, you know. If if you don't find the link, you're on the wrong one and then change the number. <laughs> uh, or just go to TPTD and don't put a number and yeah. then you'll find it. Yeah, totally. Just go yes, with the 34. flow. Just submit yourself 34. to the bits flying through uh, the fiber optic cables. Just <laughs> 34. Do Stop, worrying. Stop worrying. Stop <laughs> worrying. Just go with the flow of the Just go of the with, the, with the flow. 
Actually, that's the one time you should never go with the flow on is the on internet? the internet because all roads lead, lead to, to pornography. Porn. Um, yes. But like scat porn, yeah. So just uh, that's okay. Just okay, so tell me about awesome things. Uh, I've rediscovered Trello. Cool. Trello. The project project management like mm -hmm. team collaboration y thing. It's become like a life management tool for me. Um, So if you have friends who work in software development, you may have heard them bandy around a term called agile about how things should be done. And they're probably right about uh, 20% of it. But uh, it turns out that the optimal way for a team to work together when developing software has a lot of bearing on how you should live your life. And... Uh, to that end, uh, kind of something that's been wrapped into the whole agile process is um, a methodology called Kanban that was developed in Japan, um, I think by Toyota, actually, um, mm. to make sure that balls were not dropped, um, proverbially, on uh, factory floors. So, um, long story short, the Kanban system is uh, about having a board full of stickies, more or less. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> proverbially again um, and uh, and keeping all your details there uh, and so if you've ever if if you've ever um, dealt with people who make software they love stickies uh, and they love whiteboards and they love putting stickies on whiteboards and they're moving them around Trello is a way mm. of doing that virtually so you can uh, make virtual stickies and move them around on a virtual board um, but it's a really good way of tracking the things you need to do so it's kind of like a fancy to-do list uh, it's infinitely flexible. It's great for working in teams, but also just for running your own life. And so I've become a massive fan of Trello again. And as you know, I've tried so many of uh, these next generation productivity tools, Asana and um, Todoist and uh, so many others. Um, oh. And I find little, little value in any of them, uh, not because there's anything wrong with them, but because there's a lot wrong with me. Whereas Trello just seems to be okay with everything that's wrong with me and get itself out of the way so I can do stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah, any? Tre- yeah, it's it cool. It kind of does. Trello is awesome. I mean, what I've always loved about Trello is how um, you can make stuff really deep, if that makes sense. So you see a lovely snapshot view with all of your equivalents of digital post-its, mm-hmm. um, but you can actually start to put a hell of a lot of, of information and documents and, and notes and discussions, whatever, in those post-it notes. So it's a great way to kind of zoom out and there we go, those are all the things and those are kind of you know where they are in the process mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but then you can actually make it like a, you can go in and you can dive in and you can actually attach mm. a hell of a lot to those virtual stickies, which means they are better than physical stickies. See, I don't have to tell you about it because, you know, well, I worked with developers and mm. like you say, all developers are obsessed with Trello. It's a great tool. Absolutely. It's uh, spectacular. Mm. I'm mm. also, uh, did we talk about, uh, I think we did the book um, called Creativity Inc., by Ed Catmull. I think we spoke about it. I think before. we did, yeah. Let's not speak about it again. It. I still haven't read it, though. Suffice um, to say, I'm still reading it because I'm slow like that. And um, it's fantastic. But oh, awesome. we've discussed it before. We- <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a total masochist. Um, and because I thought, you know what? I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be spending a lot of time by myself and on public transport. Good time. So I'm trying to read Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace, which is the book notorious for having more footnotes than book. Um, it's really funny. I didn't expect that. It's, it's really, really funny. Um, I, um, I, should I feel bad about the fact that I find it very difficult to read David Foster Wallace's writing? I've tried. I have a collection oh. of his short stories, and I find it incredibly difficult to read. And 
I started the first short story and I couldn't finish it. And I've been trying. I really have. But it's just mm. so long-winded and terrible. No, I, I don't believe in consuming culture things because one should. So mm. if you don't enjoy it, then you just shouldn't do it. Maybe like, I should try you know. one of his other books. Maybe Infinite try, Taste would help. Try No, no. I would suggest try one of his essays because you, you your, your mind likes nonfiction. I think it likes to think about the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, and his essays are hilarious. Um, okay. He's got this one called A Supposedly Fun Thing I'll Never Do Again, which is my favorite, which is about the time he went on a, on a pleasure cruise um, and, uh, you know, pleasure cruise plus most depressed guy in the universe ever. Um, it's just really funny. That sounds great. And I'm always up for a laugh, as you know, Sam. So, as I? So I will um, I'll investigate. I'll put, it yeah. on a, I'll put it on a device that I can carry in my pocket and read it at, at, <laughs> at a whim, on a whim. Okay. You do that. You do that. I will do that. So when are you coming back to the first world, Sam? <laughs> Um, so, well, it's weird because I just feel like I'm in Cape Town because San Francisco and Cape Mm -hmm. Town are pretty much identical, except, uh, there are more hipsters in San Francisco. And Um, it's generally not as great. And well, they have better music, but it's not as pretty. So, Mm. you know, that's kind of the Mm trade-off. Um, yeah, so I'm here for two months, um, at, uh, Western Union, which I started yesterday. So you started Western Union. I started Your expansion at has been amazing. <laughs> at Western Union. Um, so I'm going to be doing that for two months and then it's back home, which is quite exciting at this point. Yeah. But you know what they say, uh, Sam, home is where your Skype connection is. Yeah. So home is what right they say. there. Do uh, they? Yeah, they do. All of them. <laughs> they all say <laughs> that. Mm. <laughs> Uh, well, we're looking let's... forward to having you back uh, in in the first world, and um, and just, and then we'll continue to not see each other, even though you're a few doors down and speak <laughs> on the internet. Well, you know, I might come move back to your city, and then hopefully I'll see you more. Why don't you do that? I think I might just. Mm-hmm. I think I might just. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go and submit myself to the inter- infinite chaos. Okay, of traffic. Of, of, of traffic. Four thirty traffic and coffee. Okay, well, we'll enjoy it. It's, it's been a mess, chatting. Sam. It's terrible. Go with the chaos. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible mess. We should all be let's, very sad. Let's do this again soon, please. Okay, how about next week? Okay, deal. Okay, if the, <laughs> if the internet is still a thing in the USA, uh, we'll, if it still exists, we will proceed to have a conversation over it through through its pipes. Okay, deal. Great. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your coffee, Simon Dingle. Oh, oh, I will. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Thank you.